these aren't the only five by any means, right? Happy Five Fact Friday. Five Fact Friday. I'm Charlie Lambden and it is Five Fact Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you've had a good week. I have had a lovely week. And um, as some of you may have picked up, I've been away. I've been on the road. Um, And today is the final Five Fact Friday of 2023. I'm going to be giving myself a little bit of a break from from all this festive fun. Um, Not from the festive fun. I'm hopefully having lots of festive fun. But give myself a bit of a break from uh, the Five Fact Friday that turns into a bit of a Five Fight Friday (laughs) in the comments, usually. So I'm going to give myself a few weeks off of the fighting over Five Fact Fridays. uh, Without further ado, let's crack set into what's been a very busy week. And as it is the final and also festive Five Fact Friday of 2023, um, I've got two bonus facts for you coming up. But let's get straight into it. Number one. And for those of you who are new, welcome. First of all, very happy to have you here. Uh, Welcome to the channel. Um, Five Fact Friday is when I pick five of the recently, within the last seven days, reported facts, as in it's a fact that it's been reported. I can't verify the uh, um, accuracy of what's being reported, but we can look into ourselves. Um, As much as possible, I try to use source facts rather than news sites and Today, I've only got one that's like a, a newspaper. The others are all actually from the source. But the sources themselves, as you will find out, are not always checked or challenged. They're just like accepted by most people, bizarrely. Um, so it's five facts, as opposed to opinion, that have happened in the last week that you can check for yourself. The links are all below. In the description below, there's a link to a page on my website because I There's not enough space to copy and paste all the links. There's a character limit where I put them in. So it takes you to a page on my website that's got all the links there where I don't have any character limits. Anyway, enough babbling. Let's get on with fact number one. So fact number one is that the Bank of England this week reported October's mortgage approval numbers. And we're not going to get into too much detail on this. Um, I'm just going to cover the headlines here and then show you the context of it. So it's 43,700 in September, and it rose to 47,000 in October. That looks like quite a big rise, doesn't it? So, oh, that's quite a big jump, nearly 10% jump. Um, we'll look at the graph in a minute so you can see the context of that rise, because it's it's a, it's a rise from a very, very low base, and overall is still way low compared to where it should be. The effective interest rate, the actual interest rate paid on newly drawn mortgages in October, saw a 24 basis point increase, in other words, a 0.24% increase, and now it's a 5.25%. Remember the time lag effect here. This is of of mortgages that were approved in October, and we're now in the 1st of December, so it's a couple of months ago. Um, Those are the key facts, the points from this fact, but I did want to show you the graph. It's, It's important here. So the graph... You can ignore the pandemic weird spike down and spike up. And what you'll see is that back here between 2013 and 2020, mortgage approvals, and these are seasonally adjusted, right? So this is with the spikes and the troughs ironed out. Mortgage approvals 
sort of go up and down between 60,000 and 75,000. And in the five years before the pandemic, I think there are around about 70,000 new mortgage approvals per month. This is new mortgages, not remortgages. And so if you think for, for, the, for that, whatever it was, seven-year period, the average is around about a 70,000 a month mark. Uh, 47,000 is still way low compared to the long-term average. All right. So that's fact number one, Bank of England mortgage approvals, and you can check them for yourself. Fact number two was the much reported upon um, Zoopla house price index. And it does it does baffle me. I, I actually don't. People tend to sort of speculate that the media has an agenda. I think that the agenda of most reporters and most outlets is just to get the most clicks on their story doesn't really matter what fact they use. They'll, they'll look through and they'll pick whatever they think is the most clickbaity fact, good or bad, to get you to click on it. I, I, that's genuinely my overarching view. I mean, there might be some unconscious bias behind there as well, but but that's what I think. And, and it was quite interesting to see Zoopla's uh, house price uh, report. Here we are. Key takeaway. So, so this is... Uh, from Richard Donald, so House Price Index number 23. Homes are selling for £18,000 below asking price. I think the language here is unhelpful. I really think he should specify that homes are selling for an average of £18,000 below asking price, varying from £50,000 below asking price to naught below asking price. Because to the uninitiated, that £18,000 figure thinks that people, I know that there are people who think, oh, we can go and ask, expect £18,000 off any asking price, which Richard knows isn't the case. And so I would draw your attention to that. Okay. Nevertheless, that's five and a half percent below. Here it is. So discounts to asking price average five and a half percent or £18,000. I can hear some of you going, well, not where I live. They're still going forever asking price. And there are places in the UK where that might be happening. Northern Ireland being one that I know is, has been outperforming the, uh, the rest of the UK. So it's so important that you understand that the average doesn't mean everything. It doesn't mean all houses. It is the average. It's the midpoint. And it's a crude midpoint at that. And in fact, 99% of transactions aren't at the average. Like maybe 1% are at the average figure being quoted. The other 99% are either more or less. So 99% of you are going, well, not where I live. It's it's more or it's less than that. And you're, you're all right. But the average is still the average. But you mustn't take the average to mean that that's what's actually happening with everybody. Okay? And a lot of people misunderstand that. But the, the key points here. So... Um, the discount to asking price averaged five and a half percent, and property prices falling one point two percent compared to a year ago. This is important. Property sales are holding up despite weaker demand for homes. Number of homes for sale reaches six-year high. So this is going back all the way to twenty seventeen. We've got more properties for sale than at any time since twenty seventeen. So we can forget the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. We have got a lot of properties for sale. Okay. This is important information because in the same week, well, we'll come on to it, right? But so, so, so this was uh, this generated a lot of media uh, and a lot of coverage in the media about five and a half percent discount off asking price, 
um, properties for sale is the highest level for six years. So supply is up. And there was a very, very strongly house prices are falling narrative on Tuesday or whatever day of the week it was that that happened. Bear that in mind. We'll come on to the fact later. That's fact number two, Zoopla's house price index reporting. Um, uh, price Houses selling at an average of 5.5% below asking price. And it was a greater number than that in the southeastern London, by the way. Now, the next one is, is actually, you might ask yourself, why are, you, why are you quoting this, Charlie? What's this got to do with the price of houses? Um, I think it is relevant because it doesn't happen very often. And what we've got here is um, we've got Car Dealer Magazine's website reporting that used car prices have dropped 4.2% in one month. Now, they're calling it a correction, and they're also referring to the pandemic being a weird spike. But look at that. Used car prices have fallen 8.4% in two months. Prices have now dropped 18% since April. Of course, used cars are a much more liquid asset. They trade much more quickly. They haven't got the long transaction time of property. But it's quite interesting to see that in a market that sort of affects everybody, if you own a car, there's, I mean, that's a price crash by anyone's measure. 8% in two months, 18% since April. So that's less than nine months. Um, and it seems to be falling uh, further and faster if you're watching the up-to-date videos on YouTube on that. But that tells you what's happening to people's disposable income. Pe more people are selling cars than are buying them, and that's forcing prices down. People are getting rid of all the nice extra luxuries and bonuses they had from COVID money sloshing about. And now people are tightening their belts because of the cost of living crisis and tightening their belts because of inflation. And so people are selling off cars more than they're buying them, and that's forcing prices to go down. So you can read what, what you like into that. But to me, that is a strong leading indicator of what's happening in the economy. And what's happening in the economy is what's going to affect house prices. So that's fact number three. On to fact number four. Here's a disappointment. So, honestly, I despair of the level of... Comp I mean, it's just the institution of government is not functioning, right? Okay, so we had this one little bit of potentially good news to look forward to. The bill, the leasehold reform bill, the bill to ban leaseholds doesn't ban leaseholds, ministers admit. Embarrassed housing department wants to correct legislation rushed into the King's speech. Pretty good photograph of Michael Gove there. Um, where are we here? In an embarrassing admission, the, the Department for Leveling Up Housing Communities confirmed that it did not have time to draft a sentence. It did not have time. It's had all year to draft a centerpiece reform that would have banned the sale of new leasehold houses. This is the one thing that we were expecting would definitely happen, right? Um, now, ministers face the prospect of trying to introduce the measure as an amendment to their own bill or pulling the legislation entirely and reintroducing a new version to rectify the error. And some people have said, oh, this isn't a mistake. It's Gove uh, making sure that his, that his, that his freehold-owning friends don't get uh, burnt by this. And there's, whoops, oh, sorry, guys, whoops. We, we really meant to do it. We did it, but now it's not going to happen. I don't think that's the case. I mean, I'm not saying that there isn't that relationship between members of government and, and, and wealthy landowners. I'm just saying that I don't think that was the case this time. I think Michael Gove actually wants to present himself as someone that gets stuff done, and I suspect he's going to be wanting someone's head to roll in his department. 
That was fact number four. Now, fact number five is very boring, but very important. And this week, um, the National Trading Standards for Estates and Lettings Agencies published, one moment, published information about new regulations coming into force for estate agents, which dictates what information must be made available in the advertisement of a property for sale or to let. I'm not going to go through this. The link is below if you want to go through it. But it's important to know this. Agents are already obliged under the Consumer Protection Regulations not to leave out any material information on property listings. And some of you who are buyers might be going, well, that really? Um, the problem is, is that the, the, the guy who runs this department, James, I can't remember his name, uh, has actually admitted that he doesn't have the budget or the, or the team to actually enforce any of these regulations. And so the regulations are not being enforced. But even if they were, what I can tell you, and this is, if you're a seller, this is going to be relevant to you. Um, the technology, the level of technology standards in a state agency is so bad and so poor and the bar is so low that the systems that agents use will not get updated in time to make sure that these updates happen when they market your properties on various property websites. Um, I will make sure Best Agent does. And in fact, I'm hoping to take, take it one step beyond just making sure it can do it. I'm going to make sure it actually helps both agents and sellers get it easier, get that information up more easily. But it is an important fact. And it, it it's not a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal for estate agents because there's a lot of extra hassle and paperwork. The guidance is 34 pages. And, and there, I've already seen lawyers saying, this is for lawyers, not for agents. Agents won't get their head around this. And, and, and there's an element of truth to that, which is why I want to help agents get their head around that and in fact maybe even help sellers get hold of that information before they choose their agent i think that will help both agents and sellers so those are the five facts um bank of england mortgage approvals up on last month but still way down the long-term average zooplus house price index uh showing highest levels of properties for sale for six years used car prices are crashing Take make of that what you will. The build to bad leaseholds is faulty. It isn't going to happen, um, or probably isn't going to happen now. Um, and the government is enforcing advertising of property to include new information. Um, it hasn't actually specified clearly from when. They're sort of saying, we'd like you to do it now, please, but they haven't actually put a, a, put a hard date down, um, as far as I'm aware. So I wonder, I haven't looked at the comments yet. Maybe if you guys are talking about has anyone mentioned, can anyone guess what the next, the bonus fact is? Oh, Alistair McKenzie says, just exchanged on the sale of my house this week. Thanks to your pricing advice. Many thanks. Alistair, thank you so much. And congratulations. Well done. Amazing. So good to hear that. Um I'm just seeing if anyone's picked up, anyone's guessed what the next the next one's going to be. Uh, so bonus fact number one. Can you guess it? Can you guess it? Can you guess it? Come on, I'm sure you can guess it. Yes. Yes, Stafford Evans, congratulations. You're right. Nationwide talk utter bollocks. Now, 
Let me qualify that accusation. <laughs> right. Not long on this because I'm actually planning to do another video straight after this where I'm going to go into depth about why most house price indices, whatever the market's doing, going up, going down, not going anywhere, is very unhelpful for individuals making a decision. It's only really interesting for people who are investing on a national scale. So house price recovery continued in November. House price recovery. Okay, I'm just going to draw your attention to one thing here. So the October price nationwide's own average transaction price in October, the previous month, was £259,500 nearly. And in November, it was £258,500. £259,500 in October, £258,500 in November. Now, can you, I mean, some of you may have seen my video earlier today where I pretended to be the Nationwide PR department, but how did not one single journalist pick up on this? And at least, I mean, I'm not criticizing the existence of seasonal adjustment. It kind of makes sense. It irons out the spikes and makes it smoother up and smoother down. But it's important to point out if it is the case that the seasonal adjustment is positive when the underlying actual numbers are negative. If they're both positive, who cares? If the actual figure is up half a percent and the seasonal adjusted figure is up 0.7%, yeah, house prices are rising, both seasonally adjusted and non-seasonally adjusted. But when the seasonal adjustment takes it from negative to positive, and then that's all that the news headlines pick up, I think that is worthy of observation at the very least. Don't you? So there's fact number one, right? It just, just just wind me up. House price recovery continues in November. House UK house prices rose month to month in November. No, they didn't. They fell month to month in November. But when seasonally adjusted, the seasonal adjustment showed an increase. <clears throat> it's important to make that point. Annual growth. And what the other thing that makes me laugh is that a year ago, when month on month was falling, but year on year was up, they went, Oh, house prices are rising, house prices, year on year house prices are rising. Shh, don't talk about monthly. But they're still rising. And, and now it's the other way around. Now they're going, No, don't worry about the year on year being down. Monthly, they're going up. Oh, just if you seasonally adjust them, when actually they're, they're going down. So that's fact number six, bonus fact number six. And it's just. Someone on YouTube, I didn't, I haven't checked these numbers myself, but somebody on YouTube said, "What's interesting is that uh, this year the seasonal adjustment was 0.6 percent, whereas last year it was only 0.3 percent, or this year it was 0.7 percent. The difference between the actual, anyway, I mean, it's such a weird fudge. And and there's a lot more to talk about on indices. I'm going to do that in the next video. I'm going to I'm going to really, I'm going to do a video talking about house price indices." In plain English, no calculators required. That will apply no matter what the housing market is doing. All right. And the final piece of news: you're gonna. This is gonna blow your minds, lots of you, especially those of you who who uh, disagree with most of the stuff that I say. The final piece of news I've got for you for final five fact Friday is is good news. 
it, I mean, it's genuinely good news, no matter who you are, no matter what you think's happened to house prices, it's good news. Anyone want to guess? Anyone want to guess what this last piece of good news is? And this is verifiable news. The link is on my website. The link's below to find it if you want. Anyone going to guess? Come on. Somebody must be able to, because this is actually good news. And it is a relevant fact. It's not a mind-blowing fact, but it is a relevant fact, and it is good news, and it does affect the housing market. Anyone? Anyone? No? Well, <sighs> transaction volumes, it's not, yeah, I mean, the transaction volumes are improving. They're still a long way from where they need to be, <clears throat> but they are improving, uh, and that's good news for everybody. But that's not what's new. What, what I think is new and what, and what I want to end on is, you know, there's four of you who've guessed transactions now. No, not leasehold, Ricky. Um, it is actually that, here we go, um, mortgage Mortgages are becoming more competitive. That's what I. That's how I would characterize this. Okay, so this is the Money Facts Group, and 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 there's a line here that says interest rates on fixed mortgages are gradually falling. That is good news. They're gradually falling. They're not dropping. They're not plummeting. They're not being cut or slashed, but they are gradually falling. And what the, the, also the number of mortgage products is back up again. And this is good news because it means mortgage lenders are becoming more competitive. Because mortgage approvals are so low, they're having to compete with each other more to get actual business. Because what a lot of people don't understand about mortgage lenders is they have to keep lending. They've got to keep lending. They've got sales targets. Giving someone a mortgage is like selling them a product in a box. They've got to shift these boxes every month. They've got to shift. And if they're not shifting the boxes, it's bad for their business. So they've got to shift these boxes, being a, a mortgage, right? And so when they're not shifting enough boxes of mortgages, they've got to lower the price. And not only are rates gradually coming down, but also lenders are conscious of the incentives on offer to borrowers. So there are more incentives. Watch out for the incentives, though, because cashback incentives, you're just borrowing that cash, you're paying for your mortgage. But but I do think it's genuinely good news. Um, th th you know, this is not a big headline. Mortgage prices haven't fallen that much. I think, you know, what, there's a 60% loan-to-value product that's finally got below 5% or something. So it's not, you know, th this is not groundbreaking stuff at all. Um, but it is good news. And I wanted to end the final Five Fact Friday of 2023 on a bit of good news. And I am going to probably, uh, and what was it? Was there anything else I wanted to say? Do any of you have any questions in relation to anything uh, I've just said there? <laughs> Baby boomers are dying off, says AM. <laughs> um, if not, I'm going to wish you well. Wish you all a very happy Christmas, happy holidays, however you celebrate it. Um, I hope you have a peaceful, relaxing. And if you are someone who's struggling with stuff at the moment, with life in general, then I hope that the holiday season brings you a bit of a break from that, at least temporarily, if not permanently. Um, I want to thank you all very much for watching my videos. This is not the last video of the year. There will be there will be a couple more videos, not many. You'll notice a drop-off, but it'll, it'll come back in January. Um, and on that happy note, 
of mortgages getting cheaper, which means if both mortgages are getting cheaper and prices are falling, because prices are falling, by the way, um, affordability is improving. And if affordability is improving, it means more people can afford their homes. And that's good news. And on that happy note, I'm going to wrap this video up. See you on the next one very shortly, where I'm going to talk just about house price indices. Thank you, guys. Have a great end of 2023 and a happy 2024. I look forward to seeing you soon. Bye-bye.